Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome back to season tray of Coinology. And I'm here today with another fantabulous guest, none other than Dontel Antonio. Y'all welcome him here to the Coinology studio. Thank you for having me, Queen, first of all. And second of all, I want to just let you know I'm proud of you for creating a platform to encourage and inspire and educate our people. Okay, well, thank you. You already getting hype. Let's go. One of the things I saw about you online is you are unconventional. 100%. Yeah. You kind of have a little pastor up in you, don't you? Ah, uh, man, people say that, but I ain't going to lie to you. I never was like into church. Really? No, nah, I'm from like, I'm from Chicago and uh, my life was like real gangster. Like, it's crazy. Okay, let's go back there a little bit because yeah. what gets me is that whenever I've seen you online, it seems like I'm you taking me on a sermon. Like yeah. you're talking about content creation, but yeah. it's a sermon. Yeah. So that's kind of you know different for me to know that you did, you're not into church. I'm I'm getting into church. Getting into church. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about Chicago. Your yeah. upbringing, yeah. right? What part of Chicago are you from? Southside, 130th, Allgill Gardens, Block 10. All right. All yeah. right. All right. All right. All right. So talk to me a little bit about your upbringing, mom, dad, yeah, single uh, mom. My daddy got killed when I was one and my mother was on dope, right? Okay. My whole life, I'm a crack baby, project baby. And for me, I felt like I was born in a world with no parents and no guidance. Mm -hmm. And so I was loyal to my friends and, and what I represented. So who raised you? Man, I got raised with different family members, foster care, different people, you know. And so that's what I think instilled in helping and serving people because I was saved by so many different people. You see that movie, uh, They Clone Tyrone? Yeah, I seen it. Did you see the piece of that movie where um, Fontaine kept knocking on the door, talking to his mom, mom never opened mm -hmm. the door, never made sure that he had something to eat, yep. and then he finally found out that it was a recording. Mm -hmm. What did that scene mean to you? Um. I mean, the whole, that scene, it, it's powerful. Um, but specifically, that, that scene, scene with his mom. You probably looked at it deeper than me. Uh-huh. You know. I, that, out of everything in that movie, that stuck with me. Yeah. Because for me, now, what was told to me was that scene meant that he was cloned and his mom really didn't exist because it was the cloning. But yeah. for me, what that meant was how many young black boys black kids didn't really have a mother they had a mother in the house mm -hmm. but the mother was on drugs yeah or she was but regardless of the fact she was behind that door door locked and closed mm -hmm. never interacting with the 100 not making sure that there was a meal not making sure that homework was done and not even open up the door to hug that's what that represents uh, and that but that's that's really how it was though so it's just like for as a young kid, like I tell people all the time, the cars I was dealt as a kid, as an adult, you would, you you would kill yourself. Mm. And you're talking about a kid that didn't know nothing, didn't have no ways to do anything. And mm -hmm. so it's like you had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so mother gone weeks and then my mother went to prison for like, I think she went to prison for like six, seven years. Right. And so it's just like I didn't have that bond. And then when she did get out, I was um, 12. But I think she got out about 11, 12. And then I lived with her for about a year. And then she kicked me out at 13. Okay, let's stop there. So who was taking care of you when mom was locked up? Oh, man, different. The system. And then we almost got awarded to the state. And then my sister grandmother came in because my grandma that was raising me at first, she died. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then my sister grandmama came in. But most of the time we was in and out of different uh, foster kids. And my sister, daddy, he was raising us for a little period, but he couldn't handle us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So. So. And then mom gets out. Yeah. She, and, then, and, and you were at that point, 13, you're a handful. Yeah. And she a handful, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So she get out, get back on her on her. Um, like, you know, you know, when people get out of jail, they 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 sing for a second. Then mm -hmm. she got back to her old routine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when she did that, it was just kind of like, yo, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. you know? A little anger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at 15, I got emancipated. Okay. And so at 15, I was a legal adult. So you were out there taking care of yourself at 15 years old. Yeah, but I also had a mentor. And this is the crazy part. I never wanted to go to church, right? And then 
I kept getting in trouble and my older brother, he was like, yo, I want you to go to church. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, man, I ain't with none of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, what and did church represent to you then. I'm just in the streets. I ain't care about nothing. Right, yeah. it, it, it wasn't even that. It wasn't. I, I didn't care about it. I just. I, I didn't pay no mind to. It. Right, right. You I'm, were about. So even let me ask you this: When you say you were in the streets, were you actually at that time selling drugs? Nah, I was a game banger. Like, but I was like more of an enforcer. So it's just like that. Like, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm with that. If you my dog, somebody do something. I'm the one coming to shoot up their house. I'm the one gonna do all that. Cause that's what I'm. I'm, I'm I see it in your eyes. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, loyal. I'm yeah. loyal to my people. Yeah, yeah. So, so let me and ask you this: Principles. So was it anger in you? Yeah, child? yeah, yeah. I, I was. I, Who were you angry at? Maybe the world. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like I never had a Christmas. Mm-hmm. I watch everybody else in my family, like, they daddies are coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they whole living rooms and upstairs to be with Christmas present. And my, man, I ain't have a tree. I had a hand-me-down. I got a, a gift from the Salvation Army. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just watching everybody else um, enjoy familyhood, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, all right, well, this my family. Mm-hmm. This what I represent. This what it is. What? Yeah, I had no... Um, I had no care, like, for people either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you were actually retaliating out in the streets, you didn't really see them as people. I just... just something... I seen them as, dis- like, disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just like, it's like, if you if you would disrespect me and you would go against me or you would do something to my people, that means you don't care. Mm-hmm. Why should I care? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you had a, somebody, a mentor, somebody saw you and said, well, Dontel. My brother, my brother, he was like, man, my... Like my little brother getting lost. And he asked me to come to church one time. Like he begged me to come to church. Mm-hmm. And so I had just got off a, a house arrest. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, cool, man. I just got off house arrest. And um, I went to the church and there was this guy named Edwin Rogers. And this guy, he, um, they had a, they had a youth program. So I went downstairs to the youth program and he was teaching this thing called tools to empowerment. Mm-hmm. He was teaching the youth business. Okay. Right. And I'm like, oh, this kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? And then I was attempting to rap a little bit and he had a studio. Mm-hmm. So, but I didn't know my brother had asked him to pull into me because this is the person who actually took me in. Okay. You know, at, at 15, he took me in and raised me all the way, mm-hmm. you know, and this man was a stranger. You know what I'm saying? And because of him, my life started to shift, but it didn't shift until I got like he moved me from there to here. To Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. So you moved that so you've been in Atlanta for how many years now? I've been in Atlanta since I wanna say Obama was president. So do you think the move to Atlanta saved your life? Yeah, but I called I had called a a a, a case at, at, at um Around that time too, I called a case and I was facing twenty years. Mm-hmm. And when I got when I called that case, um, I think that's what saved my life for real because I was facing twenty years and um, I got out the situation because the man who saved my life at, at, at fifteen he ended up becoming an entertainment lawyer. Okay. Right. And so when I caught the case, and I caught the case in Arizona, mm-hmm. right? I was out there, you know, mm-hmm. do it, do it, do my do. And um, I ended up catching crazy, got crazy. And he ended up finding a lawyer there that used to be the prosecutor. So all of these people was were his friends. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't, since I was young, like he didn't want me to, I got a second chance at life and I took it basically. Okay, so that's a different story because most times we hear how black men are railroaded, right? Yeah. In this case. Somebody, somebody took a liking to you, and you were able to benefit from the system the way that typically we don't. Nah, we don't. Right? Nah, and it was. And so, what do you think? What was it about you? I just. It might have been that my mentor was a lawyer too, and he probably pulled into the person and told him my story. Mm-hmm. So, and and so one thing is the phone calls, relationships. Yeah. Relationships mean everything. Yeah, and they ain't know each other because I'm on a whole nother coast. Yeah, and yeah but it yeah. was just like. But your mentor. Yeah. Was your mentor black or white? Black. Black guy, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's and you know to have a black attorney yeah. that had that much power to make some phone calls yeah. for you, right? I think it was more. Not I wouldn't even use power. I say just more 
like I think it was the passion, like because even like. But you were facing twenty years. Yeah, but it was at the end of the day, and I'm on my I'm on the case by my own self. I know it's a lot of gunner stuff going on. Now I'm on my case by myself. Mm-hmm. Ain't no telling, ain't none of that. Right, just no me Rico by, stuff, right? None of that, just me, right? <laughs> just me, right? Uh huh. You know, and um, I'm I'm in I'm in Arizona, so I'm in a with the worst jail system ever, like. Uh, How what, long were you in there? Man, I was in months, like months, and then I, I I was able to bond out. And so we fought it for a couple of years, right? So did you think that was going to be your life, just being locked up? When you were a little boy at 13 years old, yeah, is that what you thought your end was going to be? Well, yeah, because at, at 14, I, I got fingerprinted as a career criminal, right? So the, I, I got fingerprinted as an adult to be a career criminal. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I was on probation, juvenile uh, over three times, in and out of jail, house arrest, all type of stuff. Like, I, How in the world did your mentor get you out of that he, with your record being what it was? He, I, when I got emancipated, he was able to relocate me. Mm. And you got to think that was juvenile. Right. And so. So that was all wiped away by the time. You got to 18. Yeah. But then right once I got over, I caught the 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 twenty year case, mm-hmm. and um, when I tell you I went from a felony four, uh, uh, a felony two, a felony four, and a felony six. So a felony two is just like murder, mm-hmm. right? And then um, I had a felony four and a felony six. And what does that mean? That these felonies was ugly. Okay, so so it gets worse the higher the lower, number, the lower the lower the, the number. The F two okay. is just like murder. Okay, yeah, so. All right. And then what is the F1 like? F1 is like probably like capital murder. <laughs> like, okay, so that's probably like the the, the serial killer type. Folks. I guess that's like you under the jail. So you had an F2. Yeah, I'm at an F2, F1, okay. F6. Mm-hmm. And when I when we got done with the thing, I was down to a misdemeanor. Mm. I don't know how. I don't know how. But I also, be honest, in that situation, I really didn't do nothing. So I didn't cause it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, yeah. So are you still in communication with your mentor? Every day. The man saved my life. That's right. That's right. I know he, he's got to be proud. No, beyond proud of me. Beyond, like, and then the crazy thing about it is, you know, he kept going on his mission of helping, helping the youth. And one of the youth, literally not too long ago, or probably like a month ago, just called a murder case. Oh. So he hurt right now. Like, he going Ooh. through it because it's like. But you know what this shows, though? Is that you can't give up. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, you have people to say, oh, I want to do big brother, big sister. I want to get out there, mentor. I want this. And then the first time somebody does something you don't like, you throw your hands over him. Yeah. I can't do nothing with him. Yeah. He didn't throw his hands over with you, right? Nah, nah. He he, he took a bet on you. Uh, he, he ain't had to because I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? That's why, I, like, for me, everybody that paved my way, like, it was another lady named Allie Moore, um, Israel Moses, like Edwin Rogers and and a few more people. These people was not blood, and they saved my life. They, it takes people to care. Yeah, you got to see that young black man, young black girl, the person that you consider invisible. Yeah, and care. And this is not what the world see today. Mm-hmm. Like this, a wild kid. Like this was the this what the world will run away from mm-hmm. then. But you know, I can see it in your yeah, eyes, it's, though, it's, right? It's real. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. I can yes. see. I can see. I can see. So you move to Atlanta yeah. by yourself. Well, no, with him. With him. Yeah. He. Okay, but had you already become a father? No, no, no. I had my children later. Later. Okay. Yeah. So you move here with him, and then what? What? What's next? Uh man. I got to uh, graduating school. Graduating high school? Yeah, and then I went to college at the Art Institute of Atlanta. Now, I know they had to be shocked. That right there was probably a very proud moment. Yeah, but I stayed away from everybody because I wasn't. When when I got in, like, right when I got to college is when I caught that case, too. Okay. So it was kind of like he put all his money up um, to get me out and get me out of the situation then. We end up going homeless, and when we went homeless, he ended up relocating back to. Uh, he went to Jersey, and um, he left you here. Yeah, I stayed because I it was either leave and give up, or continue to, to down my path of school. Not even school, but just like me with a camera. So, how did you feel about? Because we hadn't even talked about yeah. camera yet. Yeah. But when he left and went to New Jersey, did you feel like you were being abandoned? No. 
No, I felt like I was on a mission and I had I had to foresee for myself now. Okay, but he at this point he was still in communication with you. Yeah, there. yeah, every every day. Yeah, okay, yeah. and so then at that point, what's your communication like with mom? With my mom at that time, it was a lot. It was a lot rocky. Uh, me and my mother communication probably just got good in two thousand and like eighteen. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's that's my mother. Like, we were communicating, but I didn't. I didn't have no need. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I talked to it, it'd always be like negative. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be so much positive. Mm-hmm. And um, then I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. so, so your mentor moves back to Jersey. Yeah, you're here, and then you discover the camera because we hadn't even talked. About yeah, it. I, yeah, I discovered the camera in like, uh, like, uh, what were we in 2023, 13 years ago. I heard you was one of the coldest out there with it. I'm, I'm God, God bless me. I heard, I heard, I uh, heard. My team up in here. They, yeah. That's all they kept talking yeah. about. They was like, he's bad. Yeah, cold. I, I mean. I look like I look at like I've been creating content since I was thirteen years mm-hmm. old, right? Like that was kind of like a little saving grace for me. Like, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Was that like your so art and creativity? Was that yeah. something that you felt like yeah. you could? Yeah, like, I I can express myself. You could express yourself. Right? That was the only way. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so then, even when I got into filming, and I was able to express mm-hmm. in art, and you probably felt like you were being celebrated because had you ever been celebrated before? Yeah, when I was in the streets, because mm-hmm. I really was like that. So I always been like I think for me, I don't care about the celebration, because mm-hmm. I think I always overcame stuff in my life. So I always self celebrate. I don't think I cared about the celebration part, and I still don't. I mm-hmm. care about the change part, mm-hmm. the impact part, the impact. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that's the most important. You know, when when people live off of praises of others, you're yeah. gonna be disappointed. Hundred percent, because they, one moment they're gonna love you, one minute they're gonna hate you. Same mouth they love you with, the same mouth they throw dirt on you. With. Yeah, but also growing up as a kid, like the kids that roast you, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. talk about you, and mm-hmm. then be cool with you. Like, so I never cared about people mm-hmm. opinions of me mm-hmm. because I wasn't I wasn't fly I was bummy I didn't have it like everybody got Jordans I got pay less shoes with hoes so I just learned to just not care about none of it I didn't care about material stuff mm-hmm. I didn't value none of that I, th- I think I, for me I always just value life what are some of the biggest things that you think you learned from being in the streets though because I, I will tell you this I think I know for me I have some principles that I learned from school yeah but I think my success comes a lot from my upbringing of knowing, having street knowledge. Yeah. What do you think some of the top three things are from the streets that you can say, this is what makes me so successful today? My integrity. Uh-huh. Um, Saying, you're doing what you say you're going to do. A hundred percent. Standing on my word. Uh-huh. Um, and valuing principles. Mm-hmm. And valuing Loyalty. Loyalty. That was what I was waiting for you to say because what I've noticed in this game today, people lack that. Yeah, and I, I, I that's why it'd be, it be making me mad because these people, it's like, it's, it's they're only your friends if they if it's an opportunity that's attached. Right. And, like, even I know, like, I'm going to shout out. Like, I don't really say names, but I know that you work with this person. Mm-hmm. Miss Candace, right? Ah, right, and six figure, six figure spa chick. Yeah, and and I, 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 I like I text Candace the other day and just mm-hmm. let her know I love her and um, everything that she got going on. I, I salute her, mm-hmm. um, and anytime she need me, I'm there. And I just let her know because I love her integrity, mm-hmm. I love her principles, and I love that she her damn self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you know what you get. You and listen, don't ever change. <laughs> she don't ever. But now I see. I saw that y'all. Yeah. Hung. I didn't know what the connection was. Yeah. I didn't know it was just a coaching program. I see you guys have similar spirits. Yeah, I just think like, and you know, we met years ago, years ago at my my creative space. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I didn't know that she was just this dope, like you know. And when you find people that are authentically mm-hmm. themselves, you cherish that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when I see people that's really them mm-hmm. and really care, but honest and and transparent, mm-hmm. um. I, I I connect to them. Dope more. in real life. Yeah, yeah. Not just on social media. Because, nah, like, you know, life. in content creation, you can make people look dope online. Yeah, you can. But it's it's at the end of the day, it's, they are still mess it up if it's their integrity world. ain't mm-hmm. there. So so you, you found a world of peace and serenity with the camera. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And so then 
who who discovered you? God. Okay. So at this point, had you entered into a church? No, no. I'm just in general. Like I, it just God saved me. Just in general, mm-hmm. like when I. So say, do you believe that you have to be inside of a building no, called church no, no, in order no. to have a relationship nah, with God? Hell no. The shit I've been through. Okay. I know it's some higher power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right. You know what I'm saying? Like the opportunities, the the stuff I overcame, where I got man, it's some higher power. And I always believed that. Mm-hmm. I didn't like I never read the Bible in my life. Mm-hmm. Still to this day. Like mm-hmm. I never read the Bible. So I'm not like that's why when people say, Oh man, you got no, nah, I, mean, I just been through something. But you know, you, you I would not be surprised if I look up fifteen years from now and you are in the pulpit preaching. You got it all over you. It got to it got to make sense. Now uh-huh. I'm a businessman. I've been a businessman <laughs> my whole life. Okay. It got to make sense. Okay. Okay. Like I, if it don't make sense, it don't make sense. Well, you know what? When finding your calling and where you're supposed to be, a lot of times it don't make sense. Yeah, not nah, facts. But what I realize is um, that I have the capabilities using the camera to actually impact in the world. Right. So that's why I picked up the camera because I wanted to shoot movies mm-hmm. and I wanted I felt like our people in order to save them, they relate to the culture through movies and films. Mm-hmm. So any movie that you ever seen is what people emulate. That's right. And so if I wanted to change and help our people, I have to control the media. I have to control the narrative. I have to be able to create it to help our people. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. And I was like, man, everything we want to be like, we wanna, I mean, we want to be like the gangster. We won't be that because what we've seen in the movie. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dang, this is crazy how mm-hmm. we can influence our youth or influence our people to be entrepreneurs and thought provoking leaders. Just by letting them see it. And explaining. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody would have taught me something different younger it would have probably been a different younger version of me, mm-hmm. but I'm happy. You only can emulate what you see. Yeah, and I'm like, I only see the gangsters, I only see the killers, I see the drug dealers, and the only reason I, I, when I got caught in Arizona, I was selling drugs. That's why I got caught mm-hmm. for, and you know what I'm saying, yeah, all that. And um, but before then, I really wasn't a drug dealer because. I seen what my mother was like, so I don't drink, I don't smoke. That never been my yeah, thing. Yeah, because I offered you a lemon drop. You was like, nah. I never did that. Cause was it because of what you saw your mom go through? Well, her and my brother was an alcoholic. My brother is. My sister was a, a pothead. Like you know, what I'm saying my mother was on dope. Mm-hmm. Like so, I knew inside of my bloodline we got addictive traits. Mm-hmm. So my so you made a choice. Yeah, there's a choice when people say, "Oh, I just I didn't have a choice. It was my mom was my dad was it? I was going to be." You have a choice. Man, everything I did in life, I chose. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, if I chose to rock with somebody or not, if I chose to do, if I choose to do it, I'm gonna do it. If I choose not, I'm not. I don't mm-hmm. let nobody else persuade me. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this: Your mother was on drugs. Yeah, my, yeah. And eventually, you became a drug dealer. Yeah, but it was more of not like in that sense, though, right? So I went, I was in Arizona. So in Arizona, I became more of a plug than the street dealer. But, 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 but did yeah. you, because, you know, one of the things that as I, I got older, I started really thinking about the fact that in our community, that's one of the things yeah. that Tyrone yeah, talks yeah, a lot about, yeah. right? It's the fact that you, you, what role, what role do you play? Yeah, at that time, I, I when I was young, I emulated my dad. My dad was a gangster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Real time. So you had yeah. that all in way in your blood. Yeah, my mama a gangster too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but all my uncles, all my whole family is in forces. Mm-hmm. So my whole bloodline was gangsters. Mm-hmm. And so it was all in me. It was. You had to make a decision to say, I'm going to turn against. Yeah, and it wasn't an easy decision. It was a... It took a long time. Like, I didn't make the decision until I got in my 20s. But with loyalty being such a big thing for you, that had to hurt because I know you felt like you were turning your back on your family legacy. No, I I didn't look at it like that. What did you look at it like? I looked at it like I was creating my own legacy. Right. You were saving your own life. Yeah, because, like, even at that time, like, my daddy was a, 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 like, my family was GDs. I wasn't a GD. I was a BD. I was a black disciple. So can you, so I'm not that, yeah. well, I know GDs and BDs. Was that something, 
was that a how did you do that I, when your I, whole family I wanted my own legacy like okay. so it's like I like you hear the stories of what oh your daddy do your uncles and all my uncles oh this would yeah I right, what, what my legacy so were they disappointed in you no 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 they just you know they was doing their own thing mm-hmm. I'm younger so they ain't paying no attention to me mm-hmm. you know but some of them like they they older so you know they not in the game no more. And then one of my uncles, he was he was still in prison for like 14 years. Like, mm-hmm. so he, you know, he I went to prison for 14 years for like shooting up a whole lounge and got caught. And then he got back out for like a two years and then went back. Like, it was just like, it was just a cycle. Mm-hmm. And then one of my uncles, um, he's like a triple OG. Like, like when I tell you they like GDs, they like Larry Hoover kids. Like, like, like real time Larry Hoover. Like, mm-hmm. um, Cause you got GD started in Chicago, so Larry Hoover's like they know like this is the originals, mm-hmm. and so they had their own legacy. I wanted my own. You wanted your own, so then you decided. You said I'm picking up the camera. That was later. That was me here and me here, like, uh-huh. uh, and it was just like, man, I got it. Really, when I caught that that big, 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 got caught with that situation, I was just like, dang, God, get me out this situation, and I promise you. I promise you. But do you know that's the prayer that almost every guy sitting behind bars probably has had? Yeah, but so you my know heart. For, but so you know that there's something on your life. Yeah, I, yeah. At 13, I got angel wings tatted on my back. I knew I was a guardian angel over my family at 13 years old. At 13, 100. percent So you, so you move. So let's say this: we're, we're in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in the film industry. Yeah. You start. You start picking up speed. Yeah. Picking yeah. up steam. Picking up steam. Now you are known as the content creator, right? Mm-hmm. And I also see you doing a lot of speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. And when you're you're very animated and very you 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 remind me a lot of ET a little bit, the way you deliver a little bit. Mm. Um, I never studied him. Yeah, you kind of remind me a little bit of the way you you. you I just flow. talk from my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, passion. That's it. Mm-hmm. Th- yeah. So, how did you get into that? From so you were so you were so successful with yeah. the camera. What made you decide to transition into teaching other people how to create content? Um, the times changed, but mm-hmm. uh, like a like really to be honest, like a year and a half ago, two years ago, mm-hmm. my wife told me to um, get in front of the camera because for over a decade we've been building people brands and stuff, and we was helping them get to seven figures, eight figures, and some of them are losing integrity. Mm. And so they 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 lose the objective of the mission. So let's back up. You said you were helping people get to seven figures by creating content mm-hmm. and talk, building systems. Talk, like, okay, you were also building the systems too, right? Yeah, building the system, brands, the ideas, uh, the strategy. So talk to me about what you what do you do, Dontel? I make a difference. Um, but like we do, um, of course, messaging. We 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 give you who you are. Mm-hmm. Right, so I could sit here and listen to you and understand what your goals are, what you're attempting to do, and I could pull it out of you, and then I could give you a clear map of how to do it mm-hmm. and the roadmap to it. Yeah. And so you found that once these individuals obtain a certain success. level of success, mm-hmm. they then flipped on you. Yeah, they yeah, because I'm not a yes man, so I'm I'm one of the people that's gonna challenge you, mm-hmm. and so they start to switch to yes men and people that don't see the still see the bigger picture they just people that uh say whatever let's roll yeah because you the you the star mm-hmm. but i think the biggest thing i realize is that the best come every six months but the greatest live forever so all the people you can help um if they if their intentions ain't there they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go down worst thing in the world is to be surrounded by a bunch of yes men yeah but when you weak-minded Right. You don't see that. Right, right, right. So has that been one of your biggest challenges in business? In which aspect? Dealing with the clients that you feel that flip on you. Yeah, yeah, it hurt it hurts me the worst. Mm-hmm. And even, like even if we not doing a full build outs and we just if I just believe and then they just switch like that hurt me the worst. Mm-hmm. I think that be I think that Give me an example. What what do you mean switch on you? Show me just tell me high level. What does that look like? That looks like having an opportunity to put everybody in position and you choose not to because you don't know how to speak up and you just put yourself in position 
when it was a team effort. You know what I'm saying? Or when your mission is this and then you get to a certain place and then you change your whole message to go against what, what it was for the people. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it's, hey, uh, stop. You, you, you start not listening to what we plan out. And then you start going to somebody else because their name might be bigger mm-hmm. or another race because mm-hmm. th- these people at this level told you, hey, this is the go to person instead of listening to the person, the, the team, like because it's never a person. It's a team of mm-hmm. people, the team that helped you get this far. And sometimes we outgrow our team. But when your team is growing Ahead of you, it's a mm-hmm. difference. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference. I hear something there because I remember, I think the first time I ever heard your name, um, I met I, I met you before I knew who you were. I was leaving out of Yeah, of yeah, yeah. We was parked next we to each other. We were parked next to each other. And you rolled up on me and said, hey, I, we need to connect. Yeah. And you said, follow me. And I followed you. Um, but I had to go. I was heading yeah. to another event yeah. I had to go to. And I went back in and looked, and I said, this this dude cold. Yeah. And I said, but why don't I know who he is? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you feel like you're overlooked? Nope. Uh, I wanted to be a ghost. Okay. So for a decade, I was a ghost. Mm-hmm. Because from where I was brought up, it was, it was better to be a ghost. You was more... You were protected when you're a ghost. Yeah, you was more like it was mystique. Nobody knew who you were. They knew of you, but they didn't know you. Why are you out now then? Uh, because that shit don't work in this industry. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you, that works right, for the streets. That don't right, work in this right. industry. So, so yeah. there are some things in the streets that don't don't translate over into business, uh, right? Yeah, like that was that was the stupidest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like. I like, but I I was okay with being behind the scenes. Like I don't like I don't really like being in front of the camera. Like that's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. And I don't like being in large rooms. Like you are always if you see me in a room, I'm always in the back. Introvert. No, I'm actually an extrovert, but I'm to myself. Okay. Because I, when I open up to people, I really like I really connect with. But them. you gotta also trust people yeah. to open up with them, right? Nah, because trust itself. Um, if you haven't did nothing to. Um, be distrustful, I, I'm not going to put that on you. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just I just got to like your character. Mm-hmm. So, But I could tell in the first few minutes if I like somebody's character. And if mm-hmm. I don't, I would not rock mm-hmm. with you. If, you that's, that, that's that observant. That's yeah. coming back from the streets. You got to yeah. observe and be real yeah. quick. Discernment. Yes, it's like I, that's that's it. I just mm-hmm. I just treat people like if you talk, if you talking crazy about somebody, you don't, I don't want to be around. Because you already, so let me ask you this. So in business, have you ever had to say in the first couple of minutes you meeting somebody and you can tell already, or do you, or because the money is right you take that client on? Do you do you turn? Nah, I missed nah, I missed a refund you your money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My sanity is way more important than a dollar. Mm-hmm. I will refund you your money if I read you wrong. That's right. I would not, I, like I like I was telling him, my family we got a uh, a creed and number one is integrity. Mm-hmm. I never in life sell my integrity for an opportunity mm. number two is unity we will always do this together we are stronger together i will never say i i will never attempt to do it by myself because i never did this by myself mm-hmm. uh number three is courage i will always have the courage to speak up even when it hurts and number four is legacy everything we doing today ain't for today it's a seed planet, and it's for the, the generations to come. This is something that you created in, in your immediate family? Yeah, yeah. My, okay. Yeah. Right, so you're passing this on to your children. Yes, that's my, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. So you, you're a father of three. Yeah. How old are your kids? I got eight, uh, four, and a two, year, about to be two this month. Okay. Okay, so you got small kids. Yeah, but my eight one, I don't get to see him. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see him that much? At all. <laughs> so he's back in Chicago? No, he's in, actually in California. He oh. was born here, and okay. then his mm-hmm. Okay, so you have how many baby mamas? I got one baby mama and I got a wife. You got a wife. So your wife yes, yeah. is um, the mother of the last two. Yeah, yeah. She's been with me for eight years. Okay, yeah. okay. So let me ask you this. Thing. So she's been with you for eight years and your baby's eight. Yeah, she came. She saved me. My baby was, uh, I took his mother to court when he was two months. Okay. Right, okay. so I served her. Like You, you served know. her, okay. Yeah, and, and so my wife now, she like got me out of that because... I, like I was real black like it was real black time because you gotta think my upbringing mm-hmm. and then this somebody taking my child from me for like no reason mm-hmm. just and it was just like I was in a dark time because I didn't understand it mm-hmm. like hey I didn't understand it mm-hmm. and it was just jealousy and hate 
And uh, but then I realized later on in life is like he might have he might have a mission. He has a mission that might not need me in the picture right now because my upbringing. If I would have had my daddy and my mama in the picture, I probably would have been a different person. So I like I don't know what his path and his mission is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, but my wife, she like really got me out of that dark space and really she really built the empire. Not me. She built the empire. She built it. Yeah. All right. So are you? So in your mind, that is how you're able to cope with not yeah. seeing your son. Yeah, it took a lot. Like I'm talking, I did everything. Like, I had. I had hella lawyer, hella like man. This a man. Georgia is a woman's state. Like it's like it don't matter. You win, no matter nothing. Like it don't matter. And it's like I think it's systematic that they want to keep the child away from the father. So are you required to still pay child support? Nah, nah, nah. So you don't have to pay child support. Only reason why is because she was she moved to California, so I had to travel every other month to see the, your son. And so that. Stop. So you do still go see him? No, you? no. She 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 cut that off. She, so you she cut that off like, like six years ago. Wow. So basically you haven't seen your baby. Since he was two. Oh. Yeah. Now how do you process that? It's hard to process. But like I said, I have the other two that mm-hmm. I'm able to mold and build. It's kind of hard when you got to mold and build with the opposite person has a opposite belief. Mm -hmm. So is it just because so this is a situation where mom and dad didn't work out? Yeah, but I was cool. I was always a cool one. Uh Like forever from day one, like her family treats my kids like they're their kids. So the grandmama, the sisters, the aunt, all those, my two kids was ra- is raised getting supported by that side too. You mean by the your baby mama side? Yeah. So women, hold on, I'm confused. The baby mama side of her family of her family is even supportive of your new children from day one, from before birth. So the problem is primarily between you and her. Her and us. So was it, do you feel it was because she couldn't have you? No. Or you guys had issues? No. She, she doesn't want you. No, she didn't want me. She she, she just wanted a baby. <laughs> like, let's just keep clear. Mm-hmm. She got what she wanted and that was the baby and she took off. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. I know. I was like, I was confused and it was just, it was just weird. So how long did y'all date before you? I was, I didn't know it like that. It was months. So it was my, so you really, so this is also, so I know you probably are also passing this down to some other guys that you know, because a lot of women are having babies by dudes, they really don't know, and you got to live with this forever. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, I never miss a birthday, I never, every, because he in sports, I always sponsor every single thing he do since he was born. Okay. Through but his how grandma. do you know what he's doing? Through gra- his grandma's, grandma's okay. aunties. His, aunt, his, his aunties all live here. So his grandma and the aunties aren't really trying to foster you the You can't. Con- it's, it's something wrong with the girl. <laughs> just like, you know, sometimes you meet some people that just throw it off. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like something wrong. Mentally, I guess. I don't know, right? And uh, But you're talking over eight years. Well, even a pregnancy. So we've been at it since the pregnancy. So it's like... Damn in nine years, but the mother, the family supported me the okay. whole time. Okay. And then you met your wife. Yes. Did you know she was the one immediately? No, you want to know what's so crazy is, like, I had a dream. And I told her this same day. I had a dream. I, I take power naps in a day, in the middle of the day. And I took a power nap, and I had a dream that I was going to meet this girl. And um, I needed to go to uh, this event that one of my homeboys was having, like, I wasn't on the event or nothing. Mm-hmm. So he had me come judge the event. But I was like, man, I'm about to meet this girl. But I swear I dreamed this. And I woke up and I called him like, yo, I want to be on the, can I come to the event? And um, I'm thinking I'm about to meet a freak or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. I'm like, yo. Uh-huh. You know, because, you know, I was throwing all you know. So, yeah. And um, this, at the moment, this wasn't before the hoverboards came out. Mm-hmm. So first person that had one was Chris Brown. So I seen Chris Brown with one. I paid $2,000 for this thing, this mm. board, this be- before the masses had it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going into the venue, and the security stopped me. 
Like, what's this? They ain't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you can't come in here with this. And then my wife, she, she's, when I tell you the most quietest person ever mm-hmm. to herself, don't talk at all. Mm-hmm. Stood up for me at this venue and you wouldn't even know, like, the girl don't talk. So she just stood up for a whole stranger. She knew nothing about new, mm-hmm. nothing. She just stood up. And I, 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 I'm judging her thing. And I tapped uh, one of my homegirls. And I'm like, who that? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, because I ain't know them. Like, they like, they like kind of preppy or something. You know, they ain't mm-hmm. like, they ain't built like both parents, mm-hmm. college, how, like, you know what I'm saying? She was in school at that time to be a doctor. So it wasn't like that. She just know how to run and orchestrate stuff. So she was behind the scenes running the event. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so, yeah, she stood up and I was just like, man, what's your Instagram? And then they said, I'm like, matter of fact, just give me your number. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had a couple, I had two of the boards. Right. And so we went kind of like hoverboard riding. And then what got me, because my dream was like buying parking lots and stuff. And she said that that was her dream before I said it. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh. Your mindset different, and we've been inseparable since. Yeah, that's 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 no joke. Yeah, but she got, but that was during the time I was in the black space because I'm fighting back and forth in mm-hmm. court and all of this, so I didn't know how to to handle that. I noticed that you said a few minutes ago that she's the one who built the empire. Yeah, because she she's like she do her her gift is like systems automations, mm-hmm. um the the fine the smaller pieces that builds the bigger mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. That's not my gift. Mm-hmm. My gift is in the bigger vision, mm-hmm. and I always accomplish everything I say I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I always from day one always did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys are a power couple. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, but That's she amazing. she low key. She don't like to be seen and then like so right. She just, She's still behind the scenes. But. Yeah, but she forced me to come out. <laughs> well, you have the personality. You have the gift for gab. You yeah. got to find out which one is you know the gift for gab. Who yeah, I, I I do. She don't. Okay. She's it, but she's got the the no BS right. So it's it's a it's a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. I might hit you with a maybe. Mm-hmm. But if it's a no, it's a no with her. If it's a yes, it's a yes. Like she don't. So what's next for you? What's next? <clears throat> I'm going to be bigger than Tony Robbins. I'm going to empower millions and millions of entrepreneurs to take their business and take it to another level because I believe we don't have enough businesses that say since 18 this or since 19 this. And most of our businesses done started in 2021. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of people that in business now don't even know how to run businesses. You think most of them became business owners because of pandemic. The pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't be they didn't they didn't become a business owner because they was passionate. They became for the opportunity of the money. The money. But now yeah. they got to run a business. But let me just say this. I think that there's a social media has created a false narrative. 100 percent. Entrepreneurship. 100 percent. It gives this narrative that everybody is an entrepreneur or should be and everybody should not be, right? No way. It's a lot. It's, what are some of the biggest challenges you have at being an entrepreneur? I think for me, since I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 13 years, mm-hmm. I think uh, the biggest challenge is, is just understanding that um, hmm, that I think I, I started off like, passionately just helping people for free mm-hmm. i think the biggest thing i had to realize is just because you give somebody free information that don't mean they're going to use it and most of the time when they don't use it it discourages you so you got to make them believe in themselves first mm-hmm. and i think sometimes that's the hardest thing as an entrepreneur is making sure that the person you're dealing with believe in their dreams too mm-hmm. so you don't because I, I don't take people money mm-hmm. like so if somebody if i don't feel like they qualify i'm gonna deny them Mm-hmm. Because I only like dealing with servant leaders, and that's people that got a passion to help other people. That's why they started their mm-hmm. business. How do you how do you stay from going back to the streets? Oh man, I'm so long gone. But but how? But like, what is it? That, I, what was that moment that you knew I'm done with these? Streets? When I made that prayer, and I, I I'm, I'm lawyer. When I made that prayer to the big guy upstairs, and I told him if he get me out this out this situation, you never turn back. Never. I ain't been in trouble since. Mm. But you know who you are is who you are. Thoughts don't ever cross your mind. Oh, yeah. These people here, boy. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, but like, <laughs> yo, I, that's what I say to myself. But I'm I'm so I'm so honest. If somebody rubbed me the wrong way, I pull them to the side. Mm-hmm. 
oh, that bro, these folks the wrong way when I pull mm-hmm. them to this. Like I pull them and say, hey, I ain't like how you did that. Mm-hmm. And um, like I'm thinking like people real and they're like, yo, man, I respect you even telling me that. Some of these people like, they get mad, get the old, man, don't play with me like that because I don't even disrespect. You keeping it real, you keeping it buck. 100% because I'm not going to go talk behind your back. That's right. I'm going to tell you directly. Directly. And if you say something behind my back, I'm calling you. And if you don't pick up, I'm going to find your address <laughs> out the sky. Out the sky. And we're going fig- to figure this out mm-hmm. because I don't let gangrene spread. Nobody can say nothing bad. I, I haven't did nothing wrong to nobody in this world. Mm. I don't take from nobody. I don't steal. I don't lie. Mm-hmm. I don't, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. If you drop the ball, I'm going to pick it up mm-hmm. and finish it. Mm-hmm. You can't blame me for nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna be bigger than Tony Rock. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the biggest ever and it's gonna be content creation, but I'm gonna help so many entrepreneurs because there's no other content creator in the world that talk, move, act like me or think like me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My 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 purpose is too big. Mm-hmm. But I've been through this purpose, right? And um I my wife, like her mom go to church, right? And like I think it was like four years, like, no, not four, three years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I went to this church one time. Like, I want to tell you, mm-hmm. I'm one of the ones I sneak in church once a year. <laughs> once a year. Mm-hmm. You sneaking in there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Only because they like, you know, come, like, Mike, right? Mm-hmm. And so I came to this church and then a prophet, prophet, she, she's like, I'm feeling somebody. She don't know me, mm-hmm. right? And I think at that time I had like a red shirt and she prophesied me in front of the thing. She brought me up, brought me to the thing and she said, all your barriers are down. Like they they gone, and you're gonna be able to. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but you're gonna be able to serve and like change lives of many people. Mm. This was three years ago, mm-hmm. and you weren't doing this then. No, I was shooting content. Okay, I told I tell people all the time I went from shooting people to shooting content. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know what I'm saying. So it's just like, and then I only started speaking in 2022. Mm. So last so you, year, last year, last year I spoke at over fifty events. I went, I went like, I'm going crazy because. Have you? Do you have your own conference? Yeah, I just had two of them. Okay. Like February, I did a conference. This why I got this ring. I did two hundred and fifty thousand in one day. Okay, now let me see this ring. What's this ring all about? Now this is this was this something you gave yourself? No, a, no. One of my like last year I spent one hundred and ninety four thousand on okay. coaching. Inside, read the inside. What is it? Let me read the inside of it. Let me know my eyes. It's the other way. Other way. Other way. Yeah. Okay, I can't see. You won't have to tell me, Dante. I can't see. Right I'm there. getting on up there. Right there, what it say? Okay, it say. It say Fonz. No, it say, hold on. Nah. I Dante can't. Antonio, $250,000. Yeah, $250,000. Now, I see that. Yeah. So, you you earned $250,000 in one, one day? day? Yeah. Doing content creation? Uh, At one of my events. Wow. Yeah, and Coach um, Elijah Bowie, he 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 gifted me this at my last event two weeks ago. So this was your coach? One of them. So this is one of the things I always tell people. A coach must have a coach. Yeah, I have 13. 13 coaches. Yeah, because my mission big. I spent 194000 last year just on personal development. Wow. Yeah, because I knew what I'm lacking. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gifted and I knew what I was missing. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know all the elements that I was missing, but I knew I was missing stuff mm-hmm. because I'm like Nick Cannon with the camera. Like I, I just learned it from scratch. Like I ain't go to school for that part. I went mm-hmm. to school for graphics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But $194,000 in self-development. Yeah. And, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm going more this year. Like, it went right. more. like Because one of the things I tell people was what you invest, you can expect that to come back a hundredfold. Yeah. For life. Like it's, but I ain't gonna lie. I, some of these coaches is trash. Like, that's why I don't call myself a coach or a mentor. I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm out here getting dirty with my people. Like, yeah, some of these people, they just they just use it to be popular or celebrated. Man, some of this shit is whack. Like, y'all got to really serve the people. Like, stop. Like, like I don't want to buy all this, spend all this money, go in your program, and all you want to do is put me in a Q&A and tell me to look at the portal. I never learned. That's I, right. You need leaders that's going to be hands-on. A lot of these coaches ain't hands-on. And it's not a click. I am not interested in a click. Man, I don't want to be a part of it. You ain't seeing me with nobody because I don't do all that. Because mm-hmm. y'all ain't going to really ride. Mm-hmm. Y'all doing it because of material things, what y'all got to get. Mm-hmm. I ain't with none but of that. But you them. got some dope material things, too, now. No, Remember, it, you was parked next to me. Yeah, but that wasn't for me. That was for the people. That was for the So, So talk to me about that. What does that mean? I don't, I don't, none of that stuff. 
I don't care about none of that. I would be regular degler. So you do that because you know that catches the attention? Our people need to see it in order to believe it. When I was speaking the message without showing anything because I wouldn't spend my damn money on it, mm -hmm. they don't believe it. Mm -hmm. So I had to use it as marketing, mm -hmm. right? But this been our people forever. I posted a thing with back in when Muhammad Ali was in his prime. So you talking about in the uh, 50s and 60s or whatever, wherever, wherever time frame. He I said, think about the 60s. Yeah. yeah. So he's saying like, yo, uh, I can't go and give a give our black person a message unless I pull up next to him in a Rose in a Rolls Royce. Mm -hmm. Or if I got some diamonds or if I got this, that's the only way we can get our people to listen. And why? Because our people desire a certain thing and they believe that if you got that certain thing, you that person. And if you don't have it, then you're no not. Value, no value. Right. So nobody will listen to a coach driving a Honda Accord. Nope. They don't believe it. But it's so crazy because I live in a city called Johns Creek. Mm -hmm. And most of these people got so much money, but they drive Toyotas. Right. That's why I was about to say some of the most wealthiest that don't look like us. They're but not thinking about It's that. only our culture. Mm -hmm. How do we shift that? We cannot. It's programmed. It's instilled in us. Mm -hmm. Every music, all of the all of the movies, everything they emulate is from a lifestyle they seen. Mm -hmm. And most of it come from TV. Mm -hmm. They say, oh, man, all the drug dealers got this. That's how we get got. Oh, all the rappers got this. Oh, all the NBA players and the sports people now got this. Now all the entrepreneurs. And I'm noticing now the drug dealers are being replaced by some of the entrepreneurs that's trying to emulate the drug dealer lifestyle. It's I've seen some ads where you would have thought you were looking at a bunch of drug dealers sitting around the table. And then these are guys promoting entrepreneurship. Yeah, because the people, and it, it, it saddens me. That that is the case. But what I realized is like and one of my mentors had to tell me this is like because I would not buy designer. Mm -hmm. I, that was not I, I don't even fathom that. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like he was like, well, it's not for you. When he said, no, it's for me. if I'm spending my damn money. Right. Right. And he was like, your integrity. I know you're not going to fall into it, but it's for the people to see it. And I promise you, he was not wrong. Mm -hmm. Everything like when I start buying that stuff, it my everything took off more. Took off people more. because at that point they saw success. Yeah, but I didn't even know how to wear the shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. I couldn't. I couldn't put mm -hmm. nothing together because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a black t-shirt type of person. Mm -hmm. And then I started realizing that that ain't my purpose. I, I think I spent like a half a million dollars on that type of stuff. And when I realized I spent a half a million dollars on it. I said, I don't do that again. Mm -hmm. And so I started buying my own merchandise, which is I'm a creative entrepreneur. And I just wear my own stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, I get so many clients everywhere I go because they stop me and ask me, what is it that you do? Mm -hmm. See, when I wear the other stuff, it's people idolizing it. But when I wear this, it's people that actually in business that can be my clients and can continue because they're not desired off of material things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I had to switch my thing and I had to stay true to me because I lost myself for a moment because I was like, well, I need these people to hear me. And it's very easy too to get lost when you come from lack. Yeah. You didn't have it growing up. right? And I knew I didn't need it, though. Still right. to this day, I never needed it. Uh -huh. And I didn't even at that point. It wasn't for me. So it wasn't for me to feel good. Mm -hmm. It was for me to actually get my message heard so I could say to people. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you're saving the people now. hundred percent. Yeah. And I tell people what I'm telling you, most people won't say. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, yeah. No, I say you, if you're going to do this, if you're going to use you, it's only marketing. Do not fall in love with that mm -hmm. because that shows how empty you are. Mm -hmm. And then one thing I'll tell you too, is once you acquire it, it's a rush before you get it. It's a rush up until you get it. And once you get it, it just don't have nothing no more. You just don't care no more. You often wonder, why do I even have it? Yeah, and then it's like, for me, it was never the rush. For me, it was just like, I need to do what I got to do. What are you willing to sacrifice to say to people? Mm. So I'm willing to sacrifice a couple dollars, but I won't sacrifice my integrity. Mm -hmm. So, and I always let, the, even anybody, I, t I let them know, hey, that's marketing. That ain't me. Mm -hmm. I'm, you would catch me in round and round with some Pumas on, black t-shirt. Mm -hmm. I always had a, a nice car, but I like 
it was always to encourage the the youth that they can do it the right way. Right, right, right. You don't have to go the wrong way to get these. No, things. I never stole from nobody, never took from nobody, never did none of that. Even in your days back in the day. I was a gangster. I back wasn't a the, thief. You, so you cut, you not talking about those days. You talking about posts. No, nah, but I didn't take from nobody. Okay. I, I, I just handled business. Right. Like that was the difference. Like I, I handled business with no. I didn't even like you it was, handle business with integrity. Is that hundred percent. Like, <laughs> but it wasn't like and the crazy thing about it. I, I look at my younger days and it wasn't about money. Mm-hmm. It was just off principle. Okay. Like it started from fighting. Mm-hmm. Then it just got it just went up from there. Mm-hmm. It's just like, but you knew not to play with me. Like mm-hmm. that little dude retarded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I get you. You know, I keep looking at you, and uh, you know, excuse me for doing that, but you remind me so much, um, Nick. He reminds me, you remind me so much of my brother. My brother passed away in 2019. Sorry to hear that. You look like him. You talk like him. Your mannerisms, you remind me so much of my brother. Mm-hmm. And it's just something, I don't know, it's a spirit. So I did. I just wanted yeah. to, you know, rest in peace to my brother. But yes. you remind me so much of him. Um, so I'm so proud of where you've come from and what what you're doing now. Mom's still here. She's still yeah, yeah, my mama. Yeah, yeah. So, she's so still a hot she, mess. What is she thinking? So I know she's probably you know proud, rooting. My whole family is proud of me because I did something that nobody did. Mm-hmm. I created my own legacy as I wanted from mm-hmm. day one. Your own lane. From day your one. Own lane. From day one. Now, how do you keep everybody out your pocket though? I tell them I don't got it. It's tied up. They know you got it, though. I don't got it. It's tied up. They know up. you got it. They assume. They assume. It's tied up. I don't pay for people's bills and stuff. That ain't that ain't what I do. Right, right. I ain't create your bills. Why should I pay it? Yeah, I, I just, at the end of the day, I, don't steal from the foundation. I'm 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 going to be a billionaire in 10 years or less. What do you think you do? You, uh, 10 years or less? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. No, I'm holding myself. So what do you think about people who feel like you owe them something? Because, they all feel like that. Right. They all feel like that. But the true ones know, like my family, like some of them feel like I owe them, mm-hmm. but most of them know what I've been through. Do they turn their back on you because you said no? Maybe in a moment. And then they come back? Next month, no, <laughs> but, <laughs> no. But my real, like my my heart, my main family that I grew up with, mm-hmm. they know what I've been through. Mm-hmm. They are proud of me, like like my cousins. That's like my childhood cousins, my aunties, mm-hmm. like my people that grew up with me. Like mm-hmm. they are proud of me because they know my transition. Mm-hmm. They they proud of me. Sometimes they get mad, mm-hmm. but they will go to war for me. I believe. Mm-hmm. Because they know I had nothing. They know I've been the same. Like, I'm still the same person. I have not changed up on nobody. I don't because I don't value money. Mm-hmm. I value life and I value time. Mm-hmm. And I value people, right? Life, time, life and time are two things you can't get back once they're gone. People either. A hundred percent. And so I never like, oh, I'm up and there. You not know. Hey, this is what I did. Here go the exact steps. One, two, three. I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to hold your hand if you need it. Mm-hmm. Like, because I don't value none of that other stuff. So it's not like I got an opportunity and be like, yo, look at me. Nah, that's weak. Mm-hmm. How you, what you need help with? What's your business? What business you want to do? All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, do. you can't do that look at me, look at me anyway when you from the streets. You go yeah. back with that look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. You're going to be out of here. Yeah, but you got to, you're going to be out of here if you don't move with caution anyway. Anyway. So it's Eyes like, in the front, back and side. Yeah, right? and, and and keep 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 your head on the swivel. It don't matter who it is. Who it is. Mm. Who it is. And those are principles that I am so glad that I have yeah. because I see so many people walking around here clueless and like. Yeah, man. It's like and it, and it, the times is just getting like I see the generation now. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. They different. Yeah. They, it's, it's, it, the whole world is different. It's yeah. changing. Yeah. But I'm just proud. I'm so glad that I had you come in. Yeah. Yeah, because the conversation went somewhere else. I didn't even expect it to go. Yeah, I yeah. just, I just, I think I, everybody like what you value. I value life. Mm-hmm. You know, I never only one fear I had in life, and that was dying without being loved. Mm. That was my only fear. And now you've experienced that. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, my, 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 my family, my kids, the people I've been serving for, like, yeah, man. So. You talking? You looking at somebody right now that's gonna do whatever he got to do to make a difference in this world. We gonna keep our eyes on you, Dontel. We I already see. Yeah. I knew from the time that you rolled up on me and I looked at. I said, "This guy got it. Yeah. You had it." 
And then when we started talking about who do we want to interview for season three, we was yeah. talking through the producers, and I said, this guy I want y'all to check out. And I sent your information over, and they all agreed. And then this morning, my team, they were talking, and the fines and them kept going on and on and on about you. So I'm so glad that I had you come in yeah. today. I think your story is going to be one that so many people are going to learn from. They're going to be inspired by and um, just know that we're over here rooting you on. I'm so proud of you. And you remind me of my brother. Oh, Man. my gosh. But thank you so much for coming in here today. Thank you thank for you. having me. Thank, thank you. you for creating a platform. Thank you for using your voice. Thank you for even with your business, you know, shining light on other people's businesses and other people's gifts and other people's talents. Like, you don't have to do that. But you made it your mission to make sure other people are seen, heard, and felt. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's easy to get forgotten, you know, in this field that I'm in. Yes. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Queen. And thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you on next episode of Cornology. Yes.